Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. There, ladies and germs, if any gentlemen listen to this podcast, maybe, maybe not. Anyways, Welcome to another episode of the Female Empowered Podcast. This is the first episode of 2024, which means I cannot even believe it is the fourth year I'm doing this podcast. So I remember four years ago when my team was trying to convince me to do a podcast and I was like, absolutely not. We were just coming out of COVID and I was like, there is not one more thing I can take on my plate. I just do not understand how I can do it. And I'm so glad that they convinced me to do it. Um, And I have an amazing team. I've spoken about them a lot. Latasha from Uncanny Content and Sarah from Catch Creative Labs. And at the time we had Michelle Fernandez on my team and Kristen Kaplan. And they basically said, all you have to do is talk. And I'm pretty good at that. So um, shout out to four years, going on four years, three full years. I'm really, really excited. And I think this now is, let me see what episode number this is, 216 episodes. So I've done the first year I did two a week and then I realized, yeah, that's not sustainable. So anyways, thanks for sticking around. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, anyways, happy new year, happy 2024. This is the first episode of 2024. And so what we're going to talk about today is the new you, new year, new you mindset and, or fad or theme and how I really don't love it and why I really don't love it. You know, we're going to talk about why it doesn't work how to create real change, even you being the same person, how to get your team on board with those changes, your clients on board with those changes, and how to protect and even set boundaries and work through these mindset traps and limiting beliefs that we have that um, you know we might actually get from our clients and our team and our family and our friends. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I hope you stick around. Anyways, um, my goal in 2024 is to hopefully maybe get rid of this cough that I've had literally for like 10 years. So anyways, I digress, but I, you've all heard the new year, new you, right? And, and I really, I don't love it because I feel like it's, it sets off a tone or an intention that you have to change who you are that the old you wasn't good, whether it's in terms of fitness or business or life or weight loss or 
I don't know, whatever it is. I just, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with the old us. I think we're always growing and evolving. All right. So rather than say, I have to create a whole new me, what if we created just newer boundaries or um, firmer, let's see, beliefs in that I am a good person, right? And I am going to talk kindly to myself and I'm going to be smart about the goals I set and I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't reach them, all right? So one of the things I would love for people to think of instead of a new you, new you, new I'm going to say this, like I'm going to jack it up for the whole episode. New you, new year, new you say that 10 times fast. Um, But let's, instead of maybe thinking about that, let's think about maybe how we can really implement a growth mindset for the year. So if you are listening to this at the time it airs, which is at the very beginning of the year, evaluate everyone, by the way, thinks that they have a growth mindset. And a lot of times we don't. I used to think I had a growth mindset all the time. And then I realized I really had a fixed mindset because I didn't love failure. I didn't love not being in control of a situation. So oftentimes I didn't do things that I that I wasn't sure how they were going to work out. That meant difficult conversations. That meant raising prices, et cetera, et cetera, because I just did not love this discomfort and uncomfortable feeling of what if. What if a client gets upset and gets mad at me, and I'm doing that in quotes, or complains? What if I set this boundary and someone drops out of my program? What if I um, say something to a team member that they may not like and they roll their eyes at me or storm out, right? I, I didn't love not knowing how things were going to work out. And hence, I didn't love not being in control of the situation. So I really was operating from like a fixed mindset. So when we operate more from growth mindset, and for those of you, if you haven't really read into this, um, Carol Dweck is the the foremost expert. And so is um, Angela, I want to say it's Duckworth, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. And if I am, let me know. Okay. So really what growth mindset means is that we're believing that skills and intelligence and um, things that we can acquire can be learned and can be developed. All right. Versus when we operate from a fixed mindset, our things are really fixed. So a lot of times people with fixed mindsets, and you'll see this a lot in kids or in your kids, like they've done studies where you give kids a, a, I think it's a puzzle, and you ask them if they want to do an easy one or a harder one, right? Um, Generally, and again, these are generalizations, but like kids with fixed mindsets do the easy one because they know they can succeed, where kids with growth mindsets like the challenge and will, even if they fail at the harder puzzle, um, they will try it, right? And I... I, both my kids are different in that regards. I have one that has a real growth mindset and I have one that has a little bit of a fixed mindset, kind of like me. All right. So when we operate more from a growth mindset, we operate from learning from our failures. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Last year at this time, we had an initiative in the studio where we 
um, did a program called open enrollment. It's kind of a playoff. You can um, openly enroll in your healthcare plans during the beginning of the year. It's called open enrollment. So anyways, we did this where members could sign up for um, a whole year of discounted services and it flopped. I think we got like two people that signed up. So it didn't cost us any money to run it except for what we created in assets, et cetera, et cetera. But so for me though, instead of looking at it and be like, oh, another thing failed. Our clients don't love us. They don't pay attention. They say they want to buy. Who didn't do their job? I was like, you know what? Let me regroup and figure out where I think the kink in the chain was. And I think the kink in the chain was we just didn't give it enough lead time to promote it and talk about it and teach people about it, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't feel failed or a failure. I was just like, oh, we really didn't give us our, our, ourselves enough time. A week is not enough time to like promote new things. Okay. When you try to, again, think from a growth mindset, it really encourages innovation and creativity because people are comfortable failing. And I know it's really hard, especially for us high achievers. Failure is something we do not like. We were probably really good in school. Um, most of us are probably perfectionists. And that all comes from the same place. It all comes from a sense of what other people are going to think of us if we don't hit some certain invisible expectation. And when we're afraid to fail and we as leaders um, set that as like the bar, then our team decides that they can't fail, right? And so people stop innovating. They stop coming up with ideas. And that's where growth really, really, really dies. All right? So people that operate from a growth mindset really are much more likely to embrace challenges. They persist in the set in the face of setbacks, which like, again, if 2020, huge setback, maybe last year was a big setback for you. Maybe you lost a bunch of team members. Maybe some competition opened up in your neighborhood. Maybe somebody told you that they're selling your building and you have to be out of your space in the next six months. So, one way to look at that is, oh, fuck, I'm fucked, basically. What am I going to do? Or say, you know what? Maybe this is an opportunity to find a better space with better parking. Maybe I can negotiate a better deal. Maybe I can do this a new rebrand that I've wanted to do forever and ever, and I can link it up with moving into a new location. Okay? Also, criticism. I used to hate criticism. Oh, my God. I got so defensive, so defensive. And I think sometimes it still lurks its ugly head because I just feel like someone is taking a jab, you know, at me. And so now, though, I try as best as I can. I'm not going to say it's easy, but I try as best as I can to listen to feedback from clients and staff and team and even family members and you know, listen and be open to say, hmm, is there a way that I might be able to change that? Is there a way that we might be able to change um, how we do things to the, to accommodate clients or tax? Maybe yes, maybe no, right? So let's say, for example, I get this a lot from owners. Um, you know, they're like, oh, I'm so tired of people just coming to me with complaints. Like everyone complains. Nobody wants to do their job. Okay. Yeah, I get that. That's frustrating. It's annoying when you got a lot on your plate. 
So instead of thinking about that, instead of saying, say, make it um, a requirement that if you're going to come complain about something, that you also have to come with a solution. So if someone's going to say, you know what, um, clients were complaining that the phone was ringing a lot. Okay. What's the solution? How about you close the door to the classroom? Like, but have them come to you with that. So if someone's going to bring something to your attention, make it accountable that they also have to bring the solution to it and maybe even volunteer to be the solution. All right. So the whole thing with this, like, you can't just say to yourself, oh, new year, new me, right? You have to set certain things in place to create new you. And I don't say new, I think the old you was just was perfect. Okay. Maybe it needs to be better you, um, better sticking to boundaries you, okay. Being more accountable you, right. Embracing a growth mindset you. Seeking help for your business instead of, you know, white knuckling it through another year. there. Are you running a pretty successful fitness or wellness business, but still feeling overwhelmed? Are you seeing money coming in the door, but not seeing the profits you want or expect? It's time to evolve your business from winging it to winning it. Welcome to the Beyond the Movement Inner Circle, where successful fitness entrepreneurs learn sustainable growth strategies. Our focus, transforming what feels like chaos into clarity. My team and I support you in creating robust systems, streamlining your operations, and mastering your financials. More than just business acumen, our community teaches you how to step back from the daily grind, empowering you to step up as a leader and CEO. Our members experience a renewed sense of control, make smarter decisions, and enjoy a sustainable balance between growth and personal well-being. Don't let success be your bottleneck. Apply now to the inner circle and continue to grow sustainably, profitably, and confidently. Visit www.kristagurka.com slash mentorship. It's time to lead your business with more than just hustle and grind. The women that joined our inner circle last year at the beginning of January, every single one of them, every single one of them did more than their annual revenue goal, every single one of them. And every single one of them paid themselves more in 2023 than they had expected. All right. And let me think if this is true. I think I think every single, because this is one of the ones we talked about. i 90% sure that every single one of them took more vacation than they thought. We had somebody that took five weeks off, paid herself more, and went above what her annual revenue goal was. Okay. So, you know, you can do things like totally rebrand your business. So if you bought something out. Like if you, we have a couple of people in the, in the programs right now that actually bought the businesses they currently own. They bought it from their former owner or they inherited it in some way. And oftentimes it's like, oh, I inherited all these bad things. Well, you know, maybe that's not doing due diligence before you purchase 
an asset. But the other thing is, okay, great, but this is what you have now. So you can set into motion the things that you want to do. And sometimes it takes an entire year to do that. So what better time than at the beginning of the year to say, this is my intention for the entire year. And every decision I make is only going to move me closer to my goal. Anything that's going to move me farther away from my goal is going to be a no for me. And having accountability and people to help you with that is smart, okay, is what makes you a smart business owner, is what makes the women that join these mentorship programs ahead of the curve because they're going to get the accountability to stick to their goal, okay? And it's okay to say it's going to take me a year to achieve this. Really good things take a long time to achieve. If you want to lose weight sustainably, it takes a long time to do that. If you want to heal from a recovery, from a surgery or an injury or something, it takes a long time to do that well and sustainably. So that's what the intentions of the entire year should be. And they take a long time. Okay. So I did a little bit of research on a couple like really big business names that have pivoted and have really exemplified what what operating from a growth mindset is. And these are all businesses that you definitely have heard of and recognize, at least I think for the most part. Well, most of you know Spanx, well, at least women know Spanx. And Sarah Blakely is the founder of Spanx. And for those of you that don't know, she started out selling fax machines, I think like door to door. I think she sold fax machines door to door. And she, her, how she innovated Spanx was really, um, she, I think, I can't remember if it was like she was at a party or something, or she was going to a party and she had a hole in her stocking. So she just cut them at the bottom. And that's kind of how like Spanx was created. So, um, you know, that's being creative and innovative. And I'm sure that she got rejected a shit ton before she found investors in her company. Because it's really hard for women to go up in front of venture capital money these, you know, in this day and age. And she was doing it long before many people did. Okay. Starbucks, for example, they were on a rapid expansion in the two, early 2000s, which led to a decline in customer experience. Okay. So what it did was it responded to this setback and refocused on customer experience. They closed a bunch of underperforming stores. So sometimes in our business, how that relates to us is like, if a service is not working, shut it down. If it's distracting you from getting to your goal, stop doing it. And these are the hard decisions business owners have to make, but they're what set the successful business owners up from the unsuccessful ones, having to make these difficult decisions. Okay. So the other thing that I think is a really great thing to focus on in 2024 is prioritizing your work-life balance and employee well-being. How can you boost mental health in the workplace? How can you boost employee engagement? All right. Happy employees are productive employees. 
what kind of things, what kind of team building things can you do? And it starts from leading from the front. It starts from having a clear mission, vision, and values that everyone can get on board with. All right. So if you're like, I don't really need core values. Well, if you want to grow, yes, you do. If you want to grow a team and you want people to buy in, you really do. Okay. Because that's what people, that's what aligns people with you and your business. What about being innovative? What about thinking outside the box? What about creating learning and development, not only for yourself, but your team? Staying ahead of industry trends. And how do you do that? You get yourself a group of other like-minded women that are doing the same thing that can collaborate and inspire and motivate and hold you accountable, right? There's lots of new technology out there. AI, okay, almost everything has AI now. I think Canva has AI. Um, obviously chat GPT. And if you're not using that right now, you are doing yourself a disservice. You're going to fall behind the curve. Embrace it. Embrace it. Okay. Embrace it. And if you don't want to embrace it, that's fine. Just then don't complain that everyone is passing you by. All right. Because that's the wave of the future. Making yourself, making your work easier. Working smarter, not harder. There's nothing wrong with punching something in, you know, to ChatGPT and asking it to help you write a letter of recommendation for someone, or asking you to asking it to help you write a, you know, notice of um, termination for a staff member. Hopefully, maybe not, but right or creating a an offer letter for an independent contractor. Give me a template for this or. I want to do, I am a brick and mortar Pilates studio specializing in reformer-based Pilates classes for women between the ages of 40 and 50 in the greater Miami area. Create a social media campaign, 30-day campaign, promoting our services and how Pilates benefits women between the ages of 40 and 50. Let it spill it out for you. All right. Make your life easier. This is how you create a new you in the new year. All right. That's how you create it. Okay. The best thing I can tell you is set goals. All right. Set goals that are achievable and then break those goals down into bite size increments. What are you going to do each and every week to get you to hit your monthly goal? What are you going to do each and every month to get you to hit your quarterly goal? What are you going to do each and every quarter to get you to hit your annual goal? Now, if you want help to do that, if you want a group of like-minded women that meet each and every month to go over strategy, their goals, why they achieve them or why they didn't achieve them to keep them on track and to set the right kind of monthly, quarterly and annual goals that are going to get you to the lifestyle that you want, I invite you to apply to the inner circle. Our inner circle, my Beyond the Movement Inner Circle Mentorship Program is a small group coaching program 
for 10 to 12 female business owners in healthcare, wellness, and fitness. Pilates studio owners, physical therapy studio owners, yoga studio owners, bar, CrossFit, or any combination of the above. Inner Circle is for women that have achieved $200,000 or more in annual revenue and are ready to grow beyond that by adding team members, possibly adding locations, adding additional revenue streams, and creating the systems that allow that growth without putting more on the owner's plate. While taking less, while taking more off of the owner's plate, right? So the goal really in this program is to get the owners themselves to hit six figures in profit in their business, hitting six-figure salaries for themselves while being in the day-to-day less and less. In order to achieve that, you have to have the right mindset. You have to have the right strategy. You have to have the right team and systems in place and accountability to make sure you're putting one foot in front of the other. All right. So if this sounds like you, if you are ready to stop stop white knuckling it through 2024 and are ready to create real sustainable change and growth in your business, I invite you to apply. Okay. You can visit www.kristagurka.com slash mentorship. The application is up. Enrollment will be open for the next, I don't know, I think 30 days or until we hit our capacity. I believe at the time of this recording, we have three available spots. Um, so it's an, it is an application. Once you fill out the application, my team and I will reach out to you. I will jump on a call with you so you can ask as many questions as you want. I want you to feel that I am the right coach and this is the right program to help you achieve your goals. All right. Then we offer you a spot if you qualify. So like I said, we're looking for three women to join the group now. The next enrollment period will be in July of 2024. So, um, and that's provided we have room in the group. So if, again, like I said, if you're interested, if you are ready to make 2024 the year that you actually achieve sustainable growth, visit www.kristagurka.com slash mentorship. Or feel free to DM me over on Instagram. I'm at Krista Gurka, G-U-R-K-A. And regardless of what you decide to do, I wish you nothing but the best success, love, and light, and health, and prosperity, and all the things that you want in 2024. All right. That's all for now. Catch you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey there, thanks so much for listening today. But before you go, could I ask you to take a minute? Okay, so maybe like two minutes and leave me an honest review about the podcast. It really does help me get this podcast in front of more women in healthcare, wellness and fitness. And also really lets me know that I'm actually sharing information you all like to listen to. Thanks again and catch you all on the next episode.